man dies, a young woman lives. Fair trade. Welcome back to Five Movie Menace. I'm your host this week, Corey, and with me, as always, we have Matt. That there is one damn fine coat you're wearing. And Joe. Forget it, Corey. It's Chinatown. <laughs> nice. Uh, in case you did not pick up from our opening quotes, we chose film noir. But I think in retrospect, or I guess in current spec, we are probably more accurately going to be reviewing our top five neo-noir movies. Uh, I don't want to speak for anybody else's list, but I know most of my list, not all of it, is considered neo-noir. But nonetheless, we will be uh, breaking down our top fives in that genre. Um, but before we do that, boys, it's been a couple weeks. How are you feeling? How are we looking? How are we living? It's all right. Good. <laughs> Good stuff. Good banter, everybody. <laughs> hey, listen. So I, uh, I, I had 12 days off from school. You... You suck. Which was stellar. It was, it was great, but this was the first week back and uh was not stellar. Not stellar. Don't... I almost... Was 12 days too long? I, I, no, it wasn't. It wasn't long enough. But, like, I sometimes feel like going back from having a vacation is somehow worse than just not having one at all. It's almost like starting the school year again at a certain point. Yeah, especially when it's this late in the year because the kids are just fried. Like, after um, our fall break and even after winter break to some extent, like, they're, like, back and, like, they're rejuvenated and they're ready to go. Now they're just done with the year. So they're just they, – it. there was no, like, restart or refresh. It was just yeah. them being them again. Well, it's, senioritis. It's, yeah, but they're in sixth grade, man. They got a couple of years to go before that – before I like let that kick in, Bon Jovi said they're halfway there. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be living on a prayer getting through the school year. I'm not gonna lie to you, boys. It's gonna be a rough couple weeks. You made it work. Yeah, six weeks. I got six weeks left of school. Nice. Yeah. Also unrelated, but yes, my my list contains zero classic noir. I don't. Know. Yeah. I don't know if Matt's does, but no, I. I've seen the Maltese Falcon. I didn't put it on my. I list. wanted to watch that. That's <laughs> oh my god! So before before you got on the Zoom call, that was literally what we I I said to um, Joe. My name is Joe. To Joe, yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day, guys. Uh, that's what I said to Joe was that like I watched two classic noir films, and I had seen a third, and the only one that was almost on my list was the Maltese Falcon and that wasn't that was one I had already seen before. I just really liked that movie, but it still didn't crack my list. So yeah. Officially we are doing Neo Noir movies. I that's why I titled my uh, recording file Neo Noir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Um for those that don't know, Neo Noir or, or Noir films no themselves yeah, are generally considered crime dramas that existed between nineteen forty one and nineteen fifty nine. Uh there are a number of motifs that go into crime dramas post-1959 that they call neo-noir. Those motifs are lawful but flawed anti-heroes, subversive femme fatales, high contrast lighting, raw, unglamorous violence, and a lot of crossfades. So if a movie has those things, it is a motif that lends itself to, to a neo-noir. Oh, never mind. I have to change my list again. Uh-oh. I don't know what a crossfade is. 
Oh, it's um, a band from one. the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, it is. 2000 and like <laughs> five or six, they had they that had a, one they had, song. They had a couple hits. Couple Did they have a couple? I can only remember the one. Yeah, I think there were like two or three. Yeah. The one was like, uh, I'm sorry for the way I am. Never meant to be so, be so cold. cold. <laughs> That's it. Make oh, a picture man. or sound appear to be heard gradually as another disappears or becomes silent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh, it's going to be a, an interesting, an interesting list, boys. I think we're in for an interesting episode here. Um, but the way the show works, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get going, I'm all about noir right now. Yeah, absolutely. So the way the show works is we picked a topic, in this case, neo-noir movies, and we each went about our separate ways, did our jobs, and at night we would sit down and watch a movie and then decide if we were going to add it to our personal top five lists. We've come back here. We are going to share our top five lists, starting at five, then four, three, two, and one. If at any point a movie is uh, on a list, but it is higher on somebody else's list, we will table that movie until the latest possible point in the conversation. So, without any further ado, Matt, your number five neo-noir movie. Uh, my number five neo-noir movie, last second switcheroo here, is uh, Dark City. Great pick. I don't know what that is. Cool. I <laughs> love Dark City. I... Love, love, love that movie. Did not make my list. It is a bubble for me. Love that movie. It was initially a bubble, but then I took something out because I wasn't sure if it was noir or not, and I didn't want to have the discussion. So, okay. So we we will later, I'm sure. That out. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dark City is weird as shit. It's a, it's, it's yeah. a neo-noir sci-fi movie. Um, it, it's, it's a guy that wakes up, and there's like a series of murders that he's, uh, I guess implicated in but he can't remember anything he has a wife played by jennifer connelly can't remember her cast is really good can't remember <laughs> them keep her suffering yeah jennifer it? connelly is in it um, um william hurt i don't know the name of like the main character by like i i know his character's name is murdoch i, I don't know yeah his character's name is murdoch i know him rufus from Sewell? He's the be- he's the bad guy in a Knight's Tale is like the best way to like the thing that always sticks out for me for that guy. Okay. He also played Alexander Hamilton in the HBO miniseries um, Adams. Checks out. Um, yeah, I, I can't really get into what it's what it's about. It definitely fits the the category, but um, it's weird. There's a, there's a twist. It's it's. Uh, it's it is very very sci-fi. I like I don't like stupid sci-fi. Like Galaxy Quest is like a fun movie, but it's like stupid sci-fi to me. This is like I, is this hard sci-fi? sci-fi. Yeah, it's uh... yeah. I mean, it definitely calls like draws the audience to think and try to kind of figure it out. There's a mystery that's unfolding in front of you too. So like, yeah. you get this murder mystery thing going, which which is definitely going to be a pillar of any noir or neo noir movie. So you got that going for it. And then Jennifer Connelly does technically play a femme fatale. So, like, it, it checks enough boxes where it absolutely falls into the category. Yeah, and aliens are involved. And it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, like a, it's like a race of aliens controlling the humans in, like, a special way using, like, a 
like this like medical technology. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. It is, and like the cover, it's weird. It's one of those movies that I would pass in like Blockbuster, and I would see the cover and be like, "Oh, that looks really cool." And then I never watched it. And then like I think I caught it on like Stars or Encore like at two in the morning one time, and I was like up for it. Like I was like, I just I watch it until I fall asleep. But like it, it was like so captivating. Then it was like, four in the morning, and you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> the sun's got, coming up." I got school. <laughs> I. Got school. <laughs> I- I a million percent watched this movie for the first time because I was walking around Blockbuster, saw the cover, and thought it looked really, really cool. A hundred percent. This was a movie I don't... Yeah, right? I don't talk about this movie a lot, despite how much I like it, because I feel like when I first saw it, I was, like, the weird guy out, like, falling in love with, like, this, like, kind of off-kilter, weird sci-fi mystery thriller thing. And, like, you were ahead of the curve. I guess, but, like, I wasn't allowed to talk about how nerdy I was when I was in, in school. It was definitely not the cool thing to do, to do or be. But when I found people that did like this movie and found out that other people did enjoy this movie, I was like, oh, man, awesome. I'm not completely off point oh, with my movie alone. tastes. <laughs> Honestly, I, I looked it up. For this and like the Rotten Tomato score for it is actually pretty good. It's like seventy six, I think. People like it. I don't think it has a ton of reviews. It's uh, yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me either. Box office flop, I guess. I think it made about twenty million bucks. Unsurprising. Um, came out in the late nineties. So it's Australian made, also. Eighty five percent audience score. People just weren't ready for it at the time, I guess. Yeah, but it's it's like I think this movie is trying to be noir. Like, I feel there's going to be a lot of movies on our list that just happen to fall into the noir motif, but this one's, like, actively trying to replicate yeah. the 1940s, mm-hmm. like, crime drama with a sci-fi twist on top. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. You don't often get to combine sci-fi and noir, so that's cool. Yeah. All right. All right, so that's Dark City. That's Matt's number five. Joe? We have kind of similar number fives, Matt, in the way like of a movie just trying to be a noir. My number five is Brick. I never saw Brick, but it came up in every single list. Yeah, I saw that's why I watched it for this because I'd never <laughs> seen it before. Okay, it's uh, it's Ryan Corey. I'm assuming not not tabling. I have not. Okay. I have not seen it. Uh, it's Ryan Johnson's first movie. Hmm. Obviously, stars okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt because why not? It's it's high schoolers, but they all speak like they're in a noir movie, so it's really weird, but I felt for that reason alone, it's a pretty good movie, but just for that aesthetic alone, I was like, this belongs on the noir list, because he made a noir, it just happens to be set present day in high school, which is crazy. <laughs> trying to see how much to like reveal about it. A guy gets a call from his ex-girlfriend that she's in trouble, and he has to solve the mystery, and he runs a across a bunch of very nuanced and colorful characters there's a lot of drug dealers and a lot of a lot of things like that in this so he's the straight man in a crime movie it fits i feel okay 100%. unfortunately i'm the only one who can talk about it so <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit of a quick glaze over here i'm looking at the cast lucas haas is in it i kind of want to see it now i think i've seen every single lucas haas movie really I, c- yeah, I couldn't tell you another one I'd seen. Uh, Mars Attacks. I don't remember it, but I have seen part of it at least. Witness? He was a little boy in Witness? Nope. Who is this that we're talking about? Lucas Haas. It's just, he has a very distinct uh, face. Yeah. He's in The Revenant. Yeah. 
I definitely know this face. Yeah. He's not a particularly good actor or anything. I just, it's just one of those guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, there he's, he's just in things, <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yes. <laughs> Lucas Haas is in this. He's in First Man. Yeah. Good for him. <sighs> that's pretty good. It's, it's not streaming anywhere, so you gotta. I had to shell out money for this. Dude, it's always rough. The two ninety nine. Yeah. Did you three ninety nine it? Uh, three ninety. I went HD. I I don't even know if they offered the dollarless standard def, but it's fine. He's got a friend in this called the Brain that is just like his inside guy, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool. It's it's such a noir movie. Good on Ryan Johnson. He might be showing up later. Um, yeah, that's that's it for me for for Brick. My my number five, Corey. What's your number five? My number five is Nightmare Alley. Sure, don't know it. Which, so uh, I found out today, believe it or not, that I, I wrote down Nightmare Alley as the um two tw- the this year's uh, Bradley Cooper movie. Um, that's the one I've seen. But I found out today that it's actually a remake of an original 1941s. I, I don't think it was 41. 47. It's like mid 47. 47, thank you. 1947, uh, filmed by the same title. Same movie, just remade. Um, I thought visually it was pretty stunning. The acting was really good in it. Um, yeah, it's just a really, really good movie all around. It it's a, follows the story of Bradley Cooper, who's like a... He's essentially a carny. It, it, it follows a carny that kind of grows too big for his britches. He gets into mentalism... And that gets him into a bunch of trouble. Um, he's a hotshot. He starts making a bunch of money doing it. And then uh, he's thinking he's playing mentalist games with this uh, psychiatrist, I, I guess is what she is. Therapist of some sort. Uh, but it turns out she's actually been playing him the whole time. It's It's a really, really good movie. Uh, the twists, the turns are fun. Um, visual, like I said, visually it's stunning, and then the the way the movie ends kind of comes full circle, and it's it's pretty captivating. It was a pretty captivating story. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, did you guys see it? No. No. Okay. It's streaming on HBO Max, I believe. Uh, Guillermo del Toro directed the new. It one. is Guillermo del Toro. It is very much in his like the visually stunning style that he does where it's kind of like like blues juxtaposed by like really bright oranges from time to time uh that that kind of feel and look to it so if you like Guillermo's stuff you're gonna like this movie Bradley Cooper's awesome in it um who else is in it I uh a whole bunch of people in it Oh, it is Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett is in it. Um, Ron Perlman's in it. Willem Dafoe is Willem in it. Dafoe's in everything. He is in it. Everything. He sure in it. is. I'm also Those surprised one of the, the one of the characteristics of noir isn't a twist ending because I feel like 95 percent of them, at least the ones that were eligible for this according to the internet, have them. <laughs> I think because it's a mystery, you're expecting a twist ending I guess, anyways. I guess that's fair. So like it like it, it's almost repetitive to say. It's a mystery movie with a twist ending. Like it, a good mystery film is going to have that twist ending because you're not going to be expecting the reveal of the mystery. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Nightmare Alley yet and you got HBO Max, it's definitely worth the hour and some odd minutes. I don't think it's 
Oh, it's 220. I'm sorry. It's long. <laughs> you have the 220 to sit down and watch. It's, cool it's a good 220. Watch. Yeah, that's it. NBD. 220 is like high end of the standard now. It, it is, yeah. I feel like two even is pretty much what you're, you're, you should be expecting when you go into a movie at this point. Yeah. That's my number five. Uh, Matt, number four. I put down Memento. Table that. Okay, look at that. Joseph. All right, I made another four. change to my list. I love I've, it. I've made like three changes since we sat down so far. I think I have to stick with it from here on out. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I had two things written down at number five, and I had to decide at gun to my head what I was going to say. All right, yeah, I've, I've had three different number fours now, but this is, okay. the one I'm sticking with now is a movie that I get to talk about again somehow. It's Lucky Number Slevin. I feel like that's a new one. That it it so it didn't make my preset list of like things I wanted to watch that could potentially make the list, but the the usual suspects did, and I feel like Lucky Number Eleven and Usual Suspects are are not mirror movies. That's not the right term, but like similar enough where like if you can consider one a, a neo noir, the other one also has to be. That's fair. So talk to talk to us about lucky number slot. It's a big character piece. It's uh lots of people playing small roles except for Josh Hartnett playing the main role. I got I forget what list I got to talk about this before, but I'm glad it's come up a second time. It's Bruce Willis, Lucy Liu, there's so many other people in this movie, I'm trying to remember them all. But anyway, so there's like a case of mistaken identity and Josh Hartnett's got to go around getting himself out of a mess because people think he's his friend who got in trouble with a bunch of powerful behind-the-scenes people, and then obviously hijinks happen. There's a twist somewhere in there. I don't know what else to say about it. At least you guys have seen yeah, this movie. I haven't <laughs> seen Lucky Oh, well, of course. I have. One I of have. you has. Yeah. It, it's, this is, again, one of those topics that's also hard to break down because how far can you move without spoiling the movie and making people not want to watch it yeah, in the first probably place? Probably like halfway. Or two thirds so, yeah. of the way into a noir, and then everything is just like, "Whoa, crap!" Huh. Yeah, it's on my list of movies to see. You guys talk about it. it; comes up quite a bit, so I should check it out one day. Yeah, I mean, don't don't expect to be like blown away, but it's it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. Temper my expectations. Put Brad Pitt in this one. Actually, you could. Brad Pitt could easily play the Josh Hartnett role. <laughs> I don't think that's ever that's I don't think that's ever in question. No, it's just No, I I know. I know. It, it, it's a little it's Josh a, Hartnett a is the replacement level actor. Brad Pitt's like his wars, one's above replacement is like 7.5. That seems high. Point. Like this seems like a good For Brad number. Pitt? No, I mean like this that's seems a like a good number, like 7.5. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to measure that want? particular stat, but nobody does. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm not the only one then. Josh Hartnett's good in, like he's he's a decent actor. There's some movies he's better in than it's others. Fine. This is one of his sure. better ones, I think. I think he fits the movie pretty level. well. Yeah, but I mean, like, Brad Pitt would be too cool. Like, in this one, Josh Hartnett fits. I feel like it's a very good role for him. Like, 
There's a movie coming out in July. This is April, by the way, for everyone listening to this. So this is probably July now when it's coming out. So coming out in like a week, there's this movie called <laughs> Bullet Train with Brad Pitt that I really want to see. And it reminds me a lot of this. Bullet Train. Yeah, well, check out the trailer. Yeah, I hadn't even it, heard of that. It's, it's, it looks so fun. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Well, I just read the synopsis. That's yeah. It's awesome, right? Like it's 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 gonna be so cool. <laughs> it's my most anticipated movie of 2022, which is crazy. Oh my god, what what a cast! Yeah, too. everyone's. Oh, in. I was asking for that. <laughs> oh shit! Beats. So hopefully this movie's good. Otherwise, Sandy B. Everyone. This this is this is a stellar. Stellar cast. But enough about a movie that I've never seen and hasn't come out yet. (laughs) My number number four is Lucky Number Slevin. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I feel like it's on like the IMDb TV with ads or something. It's probably on one of the real streaming services by now. Who knows? Corey, what's your number four, bud? Number four is No Country for Old Men. That's one of like five bubbles for me. I think six now. So when I went into this list, I tried really hard to find movies that did the narration and aside stuff that I always feel are like a good like piece of a noir movie. It's like the thing I thought of when I thought of noirs and came up with the list is like, oh, it's like anytime a detective like talks to himself and like you're hearing the narration of it all. Um, but. I got to No Country for Old Men and I realized I had to abandon that because, you know, lawful yet flawed anti-heroes, check that box, right? High contrast lighting, check that box. Raw, uh, unglamorous violence, big check mark in this movie. And it follows, (laughs) like, the, the, the crime drama of it all, it does follow an old tired cop like the like the trope is still there like the old tired cop who just wants to like chill into retirement and he just can't because this one case keeps dragging along and escalates and gets worse and worse like you get all of those motifs and tropes out of this movie so it really hits it but you don't get that it was a sunday i was trying to finish up work and have a drink when she came in the door of all the doors in the world, she had to walk into the, this one. I mean, through this walk one. into this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, all that type of stuff. Like you don't get that, but at the end of the day, it's fine because this movie is stellar. It is a phenomenal movie, and it's like it's a disservice to a list like this for me not to have it on there. In my opinion, yeah. Picture winner. Yep. Best picture it's winner. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody had it on their list. For me, I think it's like too many different character perspectives. Like I tried to stick with like one central character. That's why it bubbles okay. for me. But it's totally fair if you want to include it. I'm yeah. sure it counts. I I think for me because I'm. I, I focus the story as far as like, what from the perspective of it being a crime drama, you're following Tommy Lee Jones's character, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other stories There's happening. A lot of Josh Brolin stuff. There's a ton of Josh. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think he's probably. You could argue that lead. he's the male lead, right, yes. over Tommy Lee Jones. But you know, it 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 it's right there. It was right there for me, and I couldn't I couldn't not pick it. I don't blame you. 
good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That brings us to the round of three, which would be Matt's number three. Sin City. That's my number three. Cool, guys. (laughs) I've seen that movie. I knew you were going to have it because you said you wanted to focus more on, like, one story instead of multiple. I literally... The minute he said that, I was like, "Oh man, my next, my next, no, no, my next pick is not going to make his list." It, it did not. <laughs> no, talk about a movie trying to be a noir. This is like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. They, they make no bones about it. You can't tell what time period this is taking place, and it's like its own time period, right? Because it's, it's like its own fictional time. universe. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it yeah sure I think it's literally is. its own fictional universe. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I mean. This movie was great when I was in high school. I, I loved it. I mean, I remember when it came out. We all went to see it. It was like a friends group, and it was like it was like a really good time. Um, I've seen it multiple times since then. I own it. It's downstairs. Um, yeah, it's. I feel it fits all the tropes. It's uh, the the visuals are great with the black and white, but only color for certain aspects. Um, reintroduced the world to Mickey Rourke. Unrecognizable in this movie, but like kind of like jump started his career again i feel uh saved his career yeah resurrected it for sure he was big in the 80s and came back to life with this one and i remember seeing it going wow who played mark and then you look up like that's mickey rourke oh my gosh he's a chameleon (laughs) yeah kind of like the batman with with uh colin Colin farrell Farrell. like oh my god he was yeah yeah like i I knew it was him And I knew it was the Penguin, and then I like you know watched the credits, and I was like, oh yeah, that's Colin Farrell. Wow, that's a good job. Unrecognizable so do, hairstyling. Oh, he's completely unrecognizable. Yeah. They did. Uh, he did. Uh, like the press. The press junket for the Batman. Like he was on that press junket, and he did one of the late night shows. I'm. I believe it was. It was the Jimmy. It was the one with Jimmy Fallon. Was that the Tonight Show? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy was. Being like, oh my god, it's amazing! You finally had like all these, all these movies that you've done, all these comic book things that you've done. You finally get um, a a, uh, a toy, a, a action figure. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and he's like, now how annoyed are you that your action figure looks like this and looks nothing <laughs> like you? I'm surprised you didn't have a bullseye action figure for Daredevil. That was legitimately the first thing that came to my head when I watched the uh, the interview. I was like, how did he not get a bullseye one? I don't know if they were doing action figures for... For the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Probably not. Or for the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah. But, but again, yeah, it's so the, the multiple stories. Yep. You got the uh, Josh Hartnett's in it. He made the list I mean, twice, guys. Might, might, might be his best role ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He's in like two scenes. I, he is my favorite <laughs> character in the movie. He's a lot of people's favorite characters, and I feel like there's more of a story there that we just didn't get to see. Exactly, is... like he just feels mysterious. It feels like there's there's more mm-hmm. than yeah than we get to see. Absolutely, like like the air of mystery there. But uh, yeah, I go back and forth over like which story is like my favorite. Like yeah, obviously Marv is awesome, but like I like the, the Bruce Willis aspect with, with Hardigan and um, Clive Owen's st- story. I'm always like, ah, oh, this is on, but like, I get kind of like wrapped up into it, especially with the, um, the like talking, like, uh, that guy scene with, the Oh, in the car. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's very good. And, uh, no, it's just, it's just a fun movie for the time. South, like, it's not going to be the best movie on this list, but it's certainly enjoyable and it certainly uh, fits the category. I think it a hundred percent falls 
in the perfect spot at three where like it really leans into those tropes that we talked about a bunch of times so far tonight. I, you get that those asides that I absolutely love and feel are a major part of noir movies, but you're right. It's not the best movie on the list. It checks all the boxes. Like it actively tries to check those boxes and it succeeds in doing so. The acting is fun. Like, the cin- uh, cinematography in it is stellar. It's it was definitely very different for the time. It's right? shot for that, shot from a comic book, pretty much. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and that that level of contrast between the black and the whites and the pops of red and the pops of yellow, um, really, really well done. Really pretty to look at. Going back and even if you and that's exactly it. Like even if you don't particularly love this movie or don't love certain parts of it, like the Clive Owen chunk is not your favorite part you're still going to get wrapped up in the story and you're still going to be really engrossed in what you're watching even if the story itself isn't necessarily as captivating as the marv storyline or the um hardigan storyline yeah I, I love sin city it's good i'm gonna say it's my bubble number three so we're all on the three page right now it's one of, one of my six <laughs> uh Joe, you're number three. My number three, uh, going back to Ryan Johnson, it's Looper. Oh shit, that's a good, that's a, a good pick. I didn't even think about. I that. guess that can, yeah, all right. I like Looper a lot. I I know. I'm surprised, but I guess yeah, you didn't think of it. I didn't immediately it didn't, think of it as noir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't scream noir to me, but. But uh, I think it fits because it's got the narration, the crime aspect. It's got the mm-hmm, sure. The single for me, it's a single character focus, and it's just a really, really good movie. It is. I didn't get a chance fun. to rewatch it for this, but now I like, like I want to in this moment. And the thing is, like, even if you just look at like the basics of noir being a crime drama, Luber definitely fits that idea of being a crime drama. So I, I'm yep. I'm a hundred percent cool with that. Crime drama. That's yeah. a great twist thing. ending. Twist yeah. ending. Yeah, the sci-fi aspect. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, uh, Bruce Willis is is really uh, shining. He's he's in a lot of these. He's in so three far. of these movies yeah. so far. He's killing right. it. He's killing it. Well, because Bruce Willis does a good job at playing lawful but flawed antiheroes. Yes. Like that's textbook. And 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 him him slash Joseph Gordon Levitt in this movie that that's what they are, right? They're flawed antiheroes. Like you shouldn't want to root for these guys. They're bad guys, but you do. You do find yourself rooting for them. You do find yourself pulling for them. Right, and that's that's a huge part of these types of movies. So, absolutely, for sure. Looper's great. I haven't seen that in a while too. Yeah, it's been a while. From, I think it's since I borrowed it from you. That was the only time I saw Looper. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it a couple months ago. It was either on or I was flipping through. We couldn't decide what to watch, and it like was streaming on Prime or something. And we were like, "Ooh, yeah, let's watch Looper." <laughs> like. Solid choice. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. absolutely was. It's really right, do you want to get to the plot of Looper uh, we, a little we, bit at all? Uh, we can. I mean, hit like like briefly. If you just haven't seen yeah. it, it's it's uh, time travel exists. Hitman. The, the mob uses it for to, to to execute hits. It's a cool concept. Like right, you the last hit is yourself, so you kind of close the loop. That's like uh, I I really got into that. Like it's a very good idea. That's like a unique thing. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very tidy. It, it, 
just puts a bow on things for the operation. Yeah. Like from a logistics standpoint, it's very smart. From sure an employment standpoint, eh, not crazy about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, guess- it's interesting to actually go about it, right? To 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 agree to do it, knowing that that's what's going to happen. Right? You, I, you get to live your life in like a lap of luxury, which is great, but it's like. But it's not for that long. It, it in the back of your mind, though, you got to think like I can get out of this, right? Like yeah. there, there's got to be. Like, well, everyone thinks that I'm sure, and then right, most so, people fail. I don't know. Everyone it's, fell up until that point in time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, most. I mean, it. <sighs> It, it was like a timing issue, right? Because of what happened with, oh my God, what is that actor's name? Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Thank the you. The Riddler. I was about to say, I was about to say <laughs> the Riddler, and I was like, that's not who it is. Yeah. Um, specifically because Paul Dano failed, it's what caused him to have the millisecond hesitation when closing his own loop. Otherwise, there's no movie. Right. Like yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, but like yeah. Paul Dano doesn't let his let himself go. He probably like he Joseph Gordon Levitt doesn't wait that millisecond that gives Bruce Willis the time to turn around and survive. Well, that and the fact that like when when Bruce Willis appears, like it, it, there's no mask or anything. Like there's there's no like hood over it, so you recognize. Him. Well, if you recognize yourself, you're gonna be like, whoa! I, I don't want to shoot me. That's yeah. <laughs> True. I I was so on the fence about how I was gonna feel about this movie looking looking at it from the trailer standpoint and seeing that they like purposefully changed Joseph Gordon Levitt's face to more accurately match Bruce Willis in certain scenes. But the thing, well, my point was like before the, I saw the movie, I was a little about it. Watching it in practice, I think I think they did a great, as great of a job as they could have with, with that aspect. It works. Yeah, it really does. I didn't even know they did that, so I just thought they looked they, like similarly enough. It's, it's certain scenes felt like with with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt standing there staring out to the distance. His face is definitely a little digitally enhanced. More, more oh, Willie Seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when you yeah. can like kind of kind of like oh okay they're, they're doing this but mm-hmm. it's like it's it's not like it doesn't take away from anything so it's it, no it's not, no it's not, it's not no, it does not absolutely no. not it's done well yeah. Loop, oh, Looper's great Looper. great line. choice that's my number three Corey what's your number three we already talked about it it was since all right perfect moving on to the round of two Matt number two I don't know if this counts it's certainly a crime drama and it is a flood anti-hero that we're rooting for here but I went with Leon the Professional. Okay. I watched that for this. You watched it for this? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was one of those movies I've always wanted to see. And I was like, no, this time I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch The Professional. <laughs> I hope I'll Watch this goddamn movie. I hope you did not see the extended version. Because the extended version I, has some... It didn't say. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. So, Leon the Professional... Um, Leon's a hitman, and uh, he gets contracts to carry out hits. No women, no kids. That's the rules. And uh, he lives in an apartment building, and there's this uh, young girl in the apartment next door from, like, a very abusive household, and her name's Matilda. Her family gets killed. 
And Leon she has to go to a special in. school where she moves yeah. a cigar with her mind. I'm in the wrong movie, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leon takes her in and kind of protects her. And uh, she, she who was like 12 at the time, wants to like exact revenge on the people that killed her little brother. She didn't care for her parents. She didn't care for her older sister. But her little brother was a little innocent kid, didn't deserve to die. And she wants to exact revenge. So Leon teaches her how to be a hitman. How to be a cleaner. Essentially, how to be a cleaner. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a he's an immigrant. He doesn't really, like, get, like, I guess, American customs too much. Like, he has a tough time, like, fitting in or whatever. So there's a lot of, like, inappropriateness going on, but, yeah, like, not bit. really. It's, it's It really toes the line. Yeah, it sure um, does. It's Natalie Portman's debut role. She's like twelve uh, extent, years old. Yeah. She yeah. Uh, in the extended version, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Leon and her actually go out and carry out a couple of hits together. I did not see the extended good. version so then. So good, cool. Good. Good. It's yeah. The extended version is like yeah. I, I didn't really care for that. Fair much. enough. But uh, Gary Oldman plays the. Uh, He's insane in this. Yes. He is, he, it's one of yeah. Gary Oldman, brilliant actor. This is like I think top three role for him he's like, so over the top of this movie. oh stance yeah but it's um, <sighs> no i'm, I'm, I'm not compla- i'm not complaining yeah. i'm just yeah the way he takes the pills is like unsettling and really yes. weird like it's just, <laughs> you, you, it's don't, you don't you don't know what like they that. are <laughs> yeah but like it's the movie's good enough on its own that when gary oldman is on the screen it's like all right he's the closer coming out throwing 110 miles an hour Blowing yeah. fastballs by everybody. Unhittable. It's, like, it's, 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 it's his. It's his show now. Yeah. He's he's the sixth man off the bench, seven for seven from downtown. He's uh, it's it's the it's the ultimate like, yep, I'm here now. This is mine. So, Pretty much. Yeah, I saw this in high school. A friend recommended it to me, and I thought it sounded dumb. And I watched it, and like he gave me his, he lent me his copy, and I like kept it for like years. I didn't see him for like a while. <laughs> Randomly, he knocked on my door. I was like, "Yo, I need my copy of the Professional Pack." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, Nick! Yeah, here you go." <laughs> I forgot I had this. I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> uh, I watched it a lot back then. Yeah, uh, fair. Yeah, I like it. It's a good movie. It, Did it's it make your bubble good. at least? It didn't. Okay. Just because I didn't, I didn't feel it was enough of a noir, and also I feel like the genre no acting is not great. I feel like he's a much better actor okay. than he is in this movie. I've seen him do yeah. a lot better. I think that kind of fits his character, though. A little it it bit, could right? be. I I just it it's like it's a Luc Besson movie, so Luc Besson movies are really weird. Yeah. So it probably just didn't do it for me in that regard. Gotcha. But it it. it like it's this definitely a good movie. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't gonna put it on the noir list, but it's totally fair that you did. I yeah, I don't know. The only reason I put it on I like you know, I was going through lists and then I saw it and I was like, I haven't seen this in a, a long time and I really, really like it. So <laughs> one list has it on there, it's enough of so noir. So lock it me. in at number two. <laughs> lock it no it's No, it's fair. It's not again, it's not the best movie on this list, but it should uh, be one better for you. There is one better, and it's it's weird. The we'll get to it, but yeah, I'm curious. I've seen Leon, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's actually, it's on HBO for like two more days, and then it leaves. So it was perfect timing. I was like, thank God. <laughs> or else, I was going to go another six months without seeing the professional. Leon yeah. the professional. Yes, Leon the professional. Well, Depending, it's both. It's either. It one. is both. Oh, is it yeah, both? Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Uh, that's your number two, yeah? That's my number two. All right. Joe, number two. My number two actually got tipped before, but uh, it's the usual suspects. Oh, shit. My bad? <laughs> it's all good. Uh, bubble for me. Okay. Along with like four other movies. I'm, I, wow. I'm, at, a, I'm at a five bubble. Yeah. This is like huh. kind of the crime movie that people think of. It's in the cultural lexicon. Kaiser Soze is just a thing that people know about. <laughs> It's it is yeah it's it's yeah, no argument yeah, it's, it's a great ensemble movie it's all from Kevin Spacey's perspective you know this was early Kevin Spacey he hadn't done anything wrong yet so <laughs> this is what I tell <laughs> so we're allowed to talk this about is what it, I tell it. myself when I watch movies like this but <laughs> it's it's just it's it's really good it's it's an incredibly like well written script it's mm-hmm. well thought out and well executed. Certainly belongs in the category of like best or most iconic twist endings to a movie ever. Like, oh yeah, seeing it Arguably for the first the best. I, I don't know. It's <sighs> it's up there. It's it's, it's iconic. It's, yeah, it's yeah. iconic. Yeah, iconic. That's a good yeah for sure. Um, yeah, and it, it's weird. I think this movie came out what ninety five or ninety six. I think so. Yeah, it's one of the ninety five. So, so what's funny is um, I have a, a collection of um, like Yankee World Series DVDs, and like I, I watched one like not too long ago, and it was from '96, and Kevin Spacey is sitting in like the third row, and Joe Buck's announcing the game, and the camera goes to Kevin Spacey. Oh no! And Joe Buck's goes, "Kaiser Soze is in the <laughs> crowd." I'm like, "Wow, that's such a dick move, man!" That's such that a movie's movie. not that old enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a Joe Buck move. Buck. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't give a buck. Uh, He did. No bucks given. No bucks given. (sighs) But yeah, I mean, odds are people know the twist of this movie, but if you don't, I'm sorry. Maybe you still don't know it. Watch the movie because it's it's really good. Yeah. It's it's not so much the twist as it is the reveal of the the detective realizing everything. Yeah, yeah. Has a very, I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I guess it's a little bit of a heist movie, right? It has a reveal like a heist movie does. I, I guess is what I'm. What I, what yeah, I mean. kind of, kind of that style. Yeah, there's no actual. I mean, there's a little bit of a heist in there. I guess a little yeah. bit of a heist. It's not. It's not enough to to argue that it would fall into that no. category. But yeah, the the way that they they do the reveal feels like a a, a good heist movie reveal, which. Yeah. It's always very enjoyable. Watching for me. it when you know the reveal already, it's like it's very obvious. But it, of course, but it, when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, "Oh, didn't see that one coming." Wow, I just re- I just realized you're one. You sure did. I knew you would. <laughs> okay. I see you. I see you. My one's not going to be on anybody's list. Uh, Could no, be one of my bubbles. Well, cool. well, let's talk. Let's 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 quick talk about my number two before we get into number yeah, one. Because me and Joe also have the same is number one. Frozen? Are, you, are, you, are you frozen? Because Corey and I are fine. I'm good. I'm moving my head. Sad yeah, sad. you're moving. Yep, I, I can, can you hear us? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Oh, All okay, right, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. My number two movie is Heat. Yeah. It made a bunch of lists. I don't see how this counts. Like I kept trying. It's a it's a crime drama and a heist movie for sure. But other than that, I I don't see the noir in this. But 
it certainly qualifies based on every single list I looked at. And 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 honestly, the reason it made my list is strictly because of that. I don't think going into this that I had had heat written down or considered, but a bunch of people who are smarter than me, who actually get paid to talk about movies, said it was a neo-noir. I'm a, I'm a ride with them and put it on my list because it's a phenomenal movie. It's a crime drama. Um, I, I, I guess the big thing is, is Al Pacino flawed? Yeah. Okay, then <laughs> there you go. Then you have a, then you have a flawed borderline antihero. I don't even know who the, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess he's the antihero because I guess De Niro is like, he's, but he's not the villain. But even De Niro, like, but even De Niro's flawed, right? Yeah, no, they're, they're but, both flawed. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So like if, if, if the cop is a flawed character, and a deeply flawed character, the, the deeper the better. I'm gonna call it lawful and flawed, and that's gonna that's gonna check a box for me. And that's really all I need. I I, I guess we get some raw, unglamorous violence. I don't think any of the the violence in this movie is glamorous. So give me that. But the crossfades, femme fatale, high contrast lighting. You don't get any of that. But yeah, I mean. I think you get I think you get enough with flawed characters and you know raw violence that it'll it'll land in the category for people again that are smarter than me and know more about movies than I do. So, I left it on the list. I think it's a phenomenal movie and if I can put it on a list, I guess I'm going to. So so the reason Al Pacino is so crazy and over the top in this movie is, again, this movie's three hours long. His character so long. has a, uh, a major co- cocaine addiction, and it got cut mm-hmm. out. So uh, he is a deeply, deeply, deeply flawed character, and we don't just get yeah. to see, like... But for us, he's not as flawed as he actually was meant to be. So it's exactly. like... Exactly. But it's, it's kind weird. of like the big mystery surrounding that movie after you've seen it. Like, oh, he's a really cool movie. Al Pacino's really over the top, but why is he so over the top? Is that, that's the reason. Yeah. It makes sense. He just decided Seems like he's on cocaine because he was. Yeah. Because he was. Brilliant he acting in same, that case. Yeah. He yeah. had the same number of I had a... Uh, yep. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, this is... This, yes, we do. I had a different Michael Mann movie in consideration for my list that I ended up taking off last minute, but... Yeah, Heat is probably just... It's not my thing. It's too long of a movie. Too much useless Fair stuff enough. in there. But it's good. I see Heat, why people Heat, like it. Yeah, It's awesome. But again, like... I see it on the shelf. I'm like, ah, it's, it's, a, it's a commitment. It is a commitment. You're like, I can watch Heat or two of these other movies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so true. Oh my god. All right, so we won't get into heat too much more uh, in detail right now. Moving to the round of one. Matt, I'm really interested to know what your number one movie is. I think it's a movie you both have seen, but I went with uh, Prisoners. I have not seen that. Okay. Prisoners has uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano. Um, Hugh Jackman is a father whose uh, daughter gets abducted. Um along with the neighbor's kid as well. The neighbor's kid comes back and his daughter remains abducted and he kind of like breaks the law in order to like find his uh, daughter's captors because the police aren't doing enough. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the lead detective on the case. And uh, 
yeah, he goes after, he thinks he knows who the guy is, finds him, and it's, it's a mentally unstable person who seems pretty harmless and defenseless, and he puts him in a abandoned building and tortures the shit out of him for information, and then this, this guy just can't give, Paul Dano just can't give the information. So, it's definitely a crime drama. Definitely a flawed main character, so uh, I, I I feel it fits the the category. I think it's a very good movie. It's a it's a it's unsettling really, and I feel like with these, noir, with these noir films, like even when the movie's over, you're kind of like a little a little shook up, meaning like it's it's not like a happy bow wrap like you don't put a bow on it because you're you're not really happy. You're like wow, that was that was something. So prisoners definitely have that effect on me. That's a good point. They almost never end happy. Like no, they don't. No. Yeah, there's there's no, no. happy ending in <laughs> noir movies. Oh man, <laughs> it's. I mean, it it gives, it gives that like flair of reality to it in a lot of ways. Like life doesn't end in neat little bows where the good guys come out triumphant and the bad guys go away forever, right? Like that's not necessarily how life works. So it it gives that that spice of life to these movies and it kind of. Breathes a new dynamic, which is is ca- which is captivating to a lot of people. Yeah, I can think of like I think two of the movies on our list actually end in like an okay way. I'm not gonna say which two, but <laughs> otherwise, otherwise everything. Yeah, I, mean, of, I don't think I have. Kind of suck. I I don't have any. I don't have any. <laughs> I, th- I, I think you do. Uh, what? I think, which one? I think Sin City ends kind of okay for at least some of the stories. I mean. Marv dies. Uh, well, I mean, I wasn't, wasn't trying to spoil all the other. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. Nancy makes it out all right. Yeah, I guess. Um, Clive Owen rules Old Town with Rosario Dawson. I guess that's good for them. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh Hartnett leaves. You know. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, the unsettling factor of Prisoners, it's, uh... Sure. I definitely wouldn't call it a fun watch. Again, the movies on this list are that are better movies, but I think for the time that it came out, which wasn't not too long ago, I feel it... It, it was like 2013, the, I think. I just looked it up. Really? Yeah, it is 2013. It's 100% a movie I had my eye on and definitely wanted to see, but I'm not sure that I ever did. Okay. It may it may have slipped through the cracks for me. It's definitely they come up in, the in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't like movies that make me feel cold, so to speak. And this movie definitely makes me feel cold. I'm gonna, need, it, I'm gonna need a blanket or two. Uh, yeah, an electric blanket for All sure. All right, got it. <laughs> I hope we have one of those. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, check it out. For sure, and now uh, we can move on to your guys' number one. All right, Corey, our number one. We made it. We did it. We got here. Uh, Memento. Memento. I fucking love this movie. That's a really great movie. Yeah. Synopsis, because again, it's mis- crime mystery. Like, can't really talk much about it without giving too much away. But the overarching plot of this movie is you're following a guy who has short-term memory loss who is trying to figure out who killed his wife. He can't make any new memories. He can only remember up to his injury. 
And yep. then he, I, there's no like set period of time where he just resets, but he does just reset and not know anything. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like at home personal in a hotel room tattooing that he does to himself so that he can remember things. So every time he like resets, it's, it's him using his own body and the notes that he left for himself to try to figure out what the hell's going on in his life. At what the hell's moment. going on in his life. Yeah. Like <laughs> at one insane. point. Yeah. It, and going back to that thing that I said about loving the narrator piece of a lot of noir movies or the concept of the narrator piece for noir movies, this gives it to us in a non traditional way. Like a bunch of the movie, who the hell's the actor? Guy name? Pierce. Um, Guy, Guy Pierce. Thank you. Guy Pierce is on the phone. Right, that is the narration piece. Yeah, he's they're that, doing it through a phone call. Yeah, yeah, he's doing it through a phone call. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he's on the phone call. He's mid sentence and he just happens to look down at his hands and he says, Never answer "Don't the answer phone. the phone." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is so cool!" Uh, it was such a fun watch. And about halfway through, it like reverses itself. Well, the whole movie is, it's such an interestingly done movie. It's like being, it got voted to be preserved as like by the National Film Society because it's such a unique film, but like it's... Is it Michael Mann that made no, this movie? No, this is uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, yeah. okay, yes. But the whole movie is shot in reverse chronological order. Like, like we're shown in reverse yes. chronological order. Because we start at the very end and then we end up at the beginning of the the snippet of his life we get to see. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a unique thing. Last scene first, and there's an option on the DVD where you can watch it, like, in order, if you wanted to. Really? I am going to need to get my hands on a copy of the DVD and watch this in chronological order. It's not... One of the things that... I I, feel like it's not nearly as good. No, it's so straightforward. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure, but, like, I just... Just to say that I did, I I would want to watch it chronologically. Fair enough. Um, But... It's uh, it's like Pulp Fiction. Some people like to watch Pulp Fiction. Like there's a there's cuts of Pulp Fiction in chronological order on YouTube where there were at some point. It's another one that I that I really want to watch in a semblance of an order. Yeah, Memento is just such a such a good yeah. movie. I mean, you can argue it's gimmicky, which is fair, because because yeah. like that's that's the whole thing. Without the gimmick, it's not that great of a movie. <laughs> Okay. But the the whole point is that the way it's assembled and the way Nolan did it, like it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess the thing is you don't realize what you're you don't realize what you're seeing until it's too late in that in that yeah, sense. Yeah. Right? Like you don't get the gimmick until you're practically at the end, which is a pretty wild way to do it. Yeah, huge 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 twist in memento. Mm-hmm. Not quite as as uh, culturally culturally relevant as like the usual suspects, but if you've seen Memento, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, watch Memento. Yeah, pause, watch Memento, and then come back and listen to our us spinning the wheel of crazy. You can finish the episode and then go watch Memento. It's like two hours. <laughs> I guess long. that's true. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. You might be driving right now. Who knows? It's true. Um. All right. So that's. Th- uh, the round of one. Yeah. Yeah, that's everybody's that's one. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. So, Bubbles, since we've got a million of so them. So many. I only had uh, Mac. I had one. Okay. Go ahead. What I, is it? I had one, one I took off, and the one I had was uh, Chinatown. 
That's, okay. that's a noir. It's I've it seen is. it. Yeah. It's I, so incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, I watched a half hour of that movie and then just gave up. If you're really interested in where California's water, the residents of California get their water from, it's the movie for you. But it's uh, <laughs> I, it's 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 a very well acted movie. It's it's Roman Polanski direct. It's uh, I don't know. Jack Nicholson um, giving his all. And the one I took out because I really don't think it's noir. It was Zodiac. That was on my list of possible. Made a bunch of lists. Yeah, I, I just I made a lot of lists. I think it's too much of a stretch to put it on. There, but, so. that, I, I agree. This, also, okay. For me, there's too many okay. perspectives. I was like, there's yeah. too. I don't know whose story I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, Joe, all fifteen of your bubbles. All right, please. the ones we talked about already were No Country for Old Men and Sin City. The one I took out at the last minute on my last list change was Collateral. Okay. I saw that on a couple of lists. So did too. I, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't get, I don't think it is. I, yeah, I didn't get that one that's, either. That's yeah. why I took it off. But like, it's such a good movie. It was at number three for me, and right. I was just like, you know what? No, it's not a noir. By the cat, by the categorization I'm doing, it doesn't belong here. But I'm still Michael gonna talk Mann. about the bubbles. Uh, Michael yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have seven and the Batman because of the same movie almost. Yes. Seven's a noir. They're they're both seven yeah, seven noir. They're yeah. both noirs. They're both good. And then the last one I have is just a movie that didn't quite fit. I felt like it was kind of noir. It's got an amazing script though. It's Bad Times at the El Royale. Bad Times at the El Royale made my initial list of neo noir movies that were in contention. Um, didn't didn't make the cut for me, but that, yeah. I it definitely. Fits, I think, and I enjoy it. It's a lot like it. a Pulp Fiction, so like for that reason, I was just like, you know what, I'll bubble it instead. Uh, yeah. Speaking, I watched. Hang on, I, I watched that uh, not yeah. not too long ago. It's it's like that's Tarantino light, man. It's uh, it's, yeah, it's, very much so. Very much. Which brings us to my bubbles. Pulp Fiction being one of those sure. bubbles. Uh, seven. I also had seven as a bubble, um, and the only other one that we didn't talk about yet was Watchmen. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt that I had to pick between Watchmen and Sin City, and I went. Sin Only City. one graphic novel movie left. <laughs> I mean, it, it. On my list, Nightmare Alley and Watchmen were both tied for five, and I was gonna say, like, in the moment, I was gonna decide. Um. And I decided on Nightmare Alley just because, I think it's a little bit more different of a movie where it's not i mean it fits this list a little bit better because it's a remake of an actual 40s noir movie so yeah i i respect for sure it's it's also the only one unless i'm mistaken unless i've missed unless i'm not remembering something it's the only one where it's not uh a crime mystery right where it's more focused on like a femme fatale and the story that unfolds because of that as compared to like the mystery aspect of it all, like the crime drama of it all. It's not really a crime drama. Um, so it was a little different, which is why I wanted to leave it on there. Watchmen has a lot of those noir aspects, obviously, but I feel like outside of Rorschach's moments, the noir gets lost. Yeah, he's mostly right? the you noir get... character in that movie. A hundred percent. I mean, he even looks like a noir character with like the trench coat oh, yeah. and the hat, right? Oh, sure, yeah. like, he's trying to be. And, and, his his opening speech at the start of the movie was in contention for my opening line. The whole speech? They're gonna sh- <laughs> I was going to just go from – I was just going to take it from the accumulated filth of the city okay. all the way through. 
they're going to shout and say, save us. And I'll whisper, no. no. Like I was going to, yeah, that was, that was a contention, but I was like, nah, I like it short and sweet. Old man dies. Young woman lives. Fair trade. But yeah, so those are our bubble movies. Movies that almost made the list, just couldn't quite crack the top five. So we will now move on to the madness round. Uh, in the madness round, there is a digital wheel on Matt's phone. He's about to start spinning it. Each uh, slice of the pie has a name and a number um, correlating to one of our movies on our list. The first five movies that are picked will be the ones that we make. Except for the fact that we were also all given a protect and a veto prior to the show. We each protected a movie and we're given that veto. If there's a movie that we do not want on the list or if we're trying to find, wait for a better movie, we can veto any selection. At that point, it will be removed from the list. Unless, of course, that movie is protected. So without any further ado on that, Matt, what's the first spin? Spin would be oh Matt number one prisoners. Cool. Oh my right. god, no way! <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. No issues. Uh, I'm not gonna. Ne- never yeah, seen that's... it, so I have no idea. But it's your number one, so I'll, by that alone, I'll let it stay. Cool. I also like know for a fact that's like a very intense noir type movie, so I definitely think it should be there. Joe number one. Memento, Memento, we did it. Woo! All right, we can go home, boys. Yeah, Doesn't matter what the other ones are. <laughs> Next spin. Corey, number four. No Country for Old Men. Keep it on there. Yeah, that's fair. I only have two veto candidates here. I don't write your. I don't know yeah, that I have. I don't any. write you guys' movies down, but I don't remember hearing anything that was like a strong veto for me. Yeah. Corey number five. I don't even think this. Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I'm gonna veto that only because I haven't seen it. Totally fair. Fair. I was thinking about it. Not protected. Not protected. Okay. Next spin. Joe number four. Lucky number seven. I'm, I'm just trying to think what we have left if it's worth me vetoing Lucky Number Seven because, in all honesty, it probably doesn't belong on a usual suspect. Sin City. <laughs> I mean, we got usual suspects in Sin City left. Are the two that I'm kind of I'm kind of eyeing that I can think of. Yeah, well, I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna I'm gonna veto it. I'll use mine. Okay. I did not protect it. Obviously, yeah. otherwise, what? I, what what if, a bait! If I have to choose, <laughs> what a bait! I did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> If I had to choose between Lucky Number Schlevin or The Usual Suspects, I'd rather have The Usual I agree. Suspects on the list. I agree 100% yeah. with that. Corey Number 1. Memento. Memento. Good. Matt 4. Memento. Okay, cool. Oh, good. Okay. Good spin. Good spin. We uh, cannot have Memento come up again. Matt 5. We, we can. Dark City. I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna veto this one. Okay, that's yeah, fine. If, if I'm gonna use my veto, it's that. Yeah, I love Dark City, but not let all the vetoes off the board. Brick was the only one that was considered because oh, I haven't seen it. I had I had a feeling. Yeah, it was either Brick or Lucky Number Seven. I figured you'd veto. Okay. Watch Brick come up right now. It might. 
But how many movies do we have? Three so far? Three. So we have two left? Okay. Two left. (laughs) Corey, two. Heat. Wow. I mean, would I have vetoed Heat? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Final spin. Potentially. Joe, three, and it's Looper. Wow. I forgot Looper was on there. Okay. Um, You know. It's no usual suspects, but it's good. So what are our five? Pri- uh, Heat. Pr- yeah, go Prisoners, ahead. Looper, Memento, Heat, No Country for Old Men. This is going to sound insane, but I think that Heat has to be number five. I'm okay with that. It fits, I think it's the if, least. Yeah, it fits the category. The it least. fits the least. Yeah. yeah. I think he. I think he's five here. Right. Memento's a clear one. Yeah. No. Everything argue. else is all is single. Uh, no crossovers. So. Oh, so we got prisoners. We got Looper, and we got. What's the last one? No country for no men. Country. I I haven't seen prisoners. Same. So I'm I'm gonna have to trust Matt on this one. It it. From the outside, like having seen trailers and so on and so forth, it seems like it's probably the next most neo noir movie of the three that we have left. I'm fine with putting that mm-hmm. at two. I, I yeah. think I think it should be yeah. two. It's. I think it should be two. It's again. It's a versus a one. It's one three four. Also, I mean, it's the numbers bear bear it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, true. It's a prisoners at two. There's Looper versus No Country for Old Men. It's a three versus a four. However, yeah. based on the I category, I feel like No Country is a little more is a little more noir. So I feel than, like Looper is a little more noir than No Country. Well, that's why you have yours at yeah. three and four, I guess. I guess this will come down to a mad vote. Which one's more noir? I don't. If we go by the single perspective, it has to be Looper. I just think Looper I mean, has two all per- the elements. It's, it's... it's got like the narrate, the narration by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, you do get the narration. I forgot it's about crime. that. You, you get a little that. inner inner monologue and narration though, in No Country for Old Men for a couple of characters too. I'll take your word for that. It's been a while since I've watched it. The best movie on this. Everyone's list out of all of them, in my opinion, the most well-made movie is No Country for Old Men. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think No Country for Old Men is a better movie than Luke. It, it, it fits the category. It made it made this every list I saw for the most part too. So what I'm hearing is I'm losing this and Looper's going at four, which is not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I, if, if I had to choose two to watch, though, I would put Looper. Looper is, is more fun to me than No Country for Old Men. It definitely has that... No Country for Old Men definitely has that down, fucking depressing, like, sh- yeah. I feel like shit type ending, which I feel kind of fits the, the noir. That kind of fits noir, right? Yeah. Is, well, I mean, they're both really kind of depressing, but like... Javier Bardem is just wreaking havoc in that movie. Like, I, I, what's the weapon he's using again? It's like a an air cattle air gun. gun. Yeah. yeah, it's a that shoots I kept wanting to say it's a nail gun, but it's not like not, not not a nail gun, but like it's not even. Yeah, it I think they it call it a air. bolt gun. No, well, it uses air to push a piston yeah. out and 
to a cow's head. But I thought he didn't have a piston in it. I thought he was just blasting holes in dudes' heads with it. The the piston doesn't doesn't projectile. Oh, right. It comes right, out it comes, and back it in. It shoots out and comes yes. back in. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The fact that he's just carrying it around with like a like a pressurized air canister is just yeah. bonkers. It's like great use of a obscure weapon. I don't think it gets yeah. talked about enough. <laughs> it's, 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 very, it's a very nuanced... You yeah. don't see that every day. He's like just walking that down the street with it, carrying an air tank. <laughs> this it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It sure is. And it's terrifying. It shouldn't be terrifying because he looks crazy, but it it's terrifying. Antoine Chigurh. It's very unsettling. God, he is I'm, so terrifying. I'm going to vote for it at three. I, sure. I'm, I'm getting outvoted here, so it looks like it's going at three. Yeah. Cool. We are set. All right. So, Matt, you want to reveal the top five, the show's top five? No, I don't think I will. All, All right. right. Well, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> uh, coming out number five, we have Heat. Number four, Looper. Number three, No Country for Old Men. Number two, Prisoners. And number one, Memento. For a list that, as I was going through like the process of preparing for, I was like less and less excited for. Mm-hmm. I think we came up with a really good list. The movies I've seen on the list are really good. I, I don't know about the other one. I've only not seen <laughs> yeah. one, and I I can just I can feel that it it, it belongs. That's number one. I I don't think it's going to be that bad. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just this. Not having usual suspects for Sin City. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah I was kind that, of hoping for feel... one of those to, to make it on there over, like, yeah. you know, Heat. But we're missing, we're missing some heavy hitters, but. Yeah. It's a good, it's that's how the actually. wheel spins sometimes. What you guys protect? That's like a great noir line, like from a narrator. Sometimes that's, that's just how the wheel spins. <laughs> In this city, sometimes that's just how the wheel spins. Exactly. I protected Sin City. Okay. Okay. I protected Memento. Nice. I protected Leon. Oh, no. I forgot that was even on your list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about the professional. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely wasn't vetoing Leon the professional. I protected Leon because I figured Leon would protect me. If it came down <laughs> hey, to hey, it. Hey, if it came down to it. We're, you, you know what? You're you just making more and more lines that would sound really good in a noir movie. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I protected Leon because I know he would protect me. If push came to shove and our backs were up against the wall, he would protect me. Sure. Yeah. Oh, God. Shit writes itself, boys. I veto your movie. Eh. <laughs> All right. So that is uh, everything from us here at 5 Movie Madness. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to... Uh, let us know what your top five film noir or neo-noir movies are. You can do that by sending us an email at fivemoviemadness at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at fivemoviemadness. Both of those are with the number five. If you want to reach out to me directly and see how I managed to get my framed in one shot today, you can follow me on Twitter at I am City Folk Soul. Or if you're a fan of craft beer, you can always find me on Instagram at for craft's sake. Matt? 
Uh, find me on Twitter at MR underscore Janny, MR underscore J-A-N-N-Y. Matt Jansen, fun talk, movie, sports, whatever. Talk to me about this NFL draft going on right now. And I'm like, have one eye on the entire time here. Only one quarterback taken so far. We're in round three. It's crazy. crazy. People really hated that class. Apparently. That's true. I don't even think there's been that many, like, skill positions. Not a lot of running backs or, or wide receivers came off the first round. There's been a shit ton of wide receivers. There's like six. Were yeah, there? There was like six taken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I like, I couldn't. I Like, I looked right before the Eagles picked, and I was like, man, there's a ton of defensive defense and linemen going it's funny the, at the top the here. lions traded up to steal your guy and then uh you took who they steal from us the alabama wide receiver you guys were in love with the kind of tours acl last year late oh yeah yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. pretty good buddies with um Devontae smith yeah well we got aj brown now so i guess it doesn't matter well, does it i don't know man like <sighs> i thought that was a weird move i thought it was a really weird move i don't know yeah you, you made that trade it was like reactionary i felt but he got good Good, uh, decent uh, value for a good contract extension, I guess. Since it's a lot yeah. with everybody else, but uh, yeah, so it's an interesting choice for sure. Draft on Twitter, even though you're hearing this in, during training camp. Um, Joe, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, send me your favorite noir movie on noir, noir noir movie on Twitter, and I'll see the notification and actually use it, and I'll respond to you. I'm at Juice Clerk. That's handle in the game. Best Some say. Game. Some say it was Without the best question. handle in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Until she walked in. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. So that'll do it uh, from us here at 5 Movie Madness. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, from all of us here to all of you out there, have a good night. Bye.